Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Her Moment in History. I'm Grace. I'm Michelle. And this week uh, we are doing the Bible as our theme. Yes, or people related to the Bible. Yes, because I said that I want to do someone who was in the Bible and you were like, yeah, yeah, no, that works great. And then you messaged me when you do your research like, so I haven't done that. Um, I mean, I did. And then the first thing I read about them was, we don't know much about this woman. As um, is a big issue with most women in the Bible. Yeah, I know the, the person I'm doing um, wasn't famous until they got married. So that's a large chunk mm. of their life which you just completely imitated. Because you don't exist until you have a husband. I know, right? <laughs> um, so, who's going first this week? I don't know. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay, so I'll go first. So, uh, the uh, woman that I've done for this week is Jezebel. Interesting. Is this something to do with a sheep? No, but I want oh. to know where you think that's going. <laughs> I don't... Maybe I knew a sheep called Jezebel. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay, so um, Jezebel uh, was from the Old Testament. She, she was mm-hmm. in uh, Kings 1 and 2. Or is it said 1st Kings and 2nd Kings? I don't... I think it's 1 and 2. Just 1 and 2. I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. How you say it? Kings 1 and 2. Um, and she um, was wife to King Ahab, who ruled Israel. Mm. So when I told you that I'd got... Captain Ahab, sorry. King Ahab. <laughs> so when I told you that, because you said, "Oh, is your person a princess?" and I got very said, "No." Well, oh, no, is it? They're a queen. Oh. <laughs> um, but there is nothing known about her yet from before she was married, which oh. is problematic. Um, so after much of so before, um, well, and during um, the early kind of reign of King Ahab, there was a lot of kind of warfare within Israel and other countries mm. to the fact that uh, King Ahab's dad was actually killed after seven days on the throne. So at sea, at sea, what? What? Moby Dick, Captain Ahab. This isn't Moby Dick. <laughs> I know, but I'm starting to think that Moby Dick is a reference to the Bible. I assume so. I mean, it is, because it's a Leviathan story. I mean, I haven't read Moby Dick. I have. I know you have. <laughs> it's still on my to-read list, but I haven't got there quite yet. You'll learn a lot about whaling. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but at the time when uh, King Ahab was on the throne, it was yes. a fairly, fairly peaceful That's nice. Israel. Yeah. Not for long, though, let's just say that. So um, Jezebel being married to him was a way of uniting Israel with, uh, I think it's pronounced Phoenicia? No idea. Let's say it is. Phoenicia, um, which was where she was from. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Jezebel didn't believe in the, like, the accepted God at the time, who was um, Yahweh. So she didn't believe in them. Wow. She believed in another god who was called, uh, I apologise if I say this completely wrong. Oh, you look like you're about to say something. Yeah, I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah, bye. Be- because if they believe in the gods, yeah. but it's in the Old Testament, yeah. but then God made God made the yeah. earth yeah. at the start of the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> so... They, um, from what I can understand, I again apologise if I'm wrong. From what I understand, um, so you have God. Mm-hmm. Now, God, obviously, in the Old Testament, is also the Jewish God. Yeah. Who's called Yahweh. Oh, uh, okay. So it's the same one, um, 
but obviously in the this is all from like the the Hebrew um, Bible. Bible. Yeah, so just the in which yeah, in which um, God's called um, Yahweh, but they think He's called Yahweh um, because um, so in Hebrew they don't have vowels. So it's actually written just as, um, what is that? It's going to take a moment to think about, to take all the letters out, as Y um, H W H. Yeah? Okay. Okay, so they don't actually know then where the vowels would go. So they assume that they put the A and the E in, they don't know. And then once you've done that, they again don't know how you'd pronounce that. So Um. there are multiple accepted, well, accepted ways of you know you just like <laughs> air quoted to a podcast <laughs> okay in air quotes accepted <laughs> close air quotes way of um saying the name but i'm not sure uh which is the way to do it but one of the accepted um, ways is yahweh so that's the way i shall be you know when you hear like other names of gods yes or like what people like muhammad yeah i always try and find a connection <laughs> In, like, the spelling. Oh, between yeah. that, that god and yeah, other gods. Yeah, to see if there's, like, maybe there's something that's lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Or, I say this as if I'm, like, overly religious, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't know, I just want to see a connection. But That makes sense, though. It's like, because obviously, I mean, not all religions obviously come from the same root. I do understand that. But a lot of them do have points across even even to the fact that this one is the fact that obviously we're talking about the old testament which is the jewish bible yeah but is also the first testament of the christian bible mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's there are kind of kind yeah. of crossovers between yeah them it's like a whole marvel universe uh if you like <laughs> that's I, yeah, if you like, okay. Um, so, but Jezebel didn't believe in um, that god. Uh, she believed in another god who was called um, Baal Shemim, or Shemem. Mm. I'm trying to see if there's a recognition, but you're not. Oh, no. You're not no. Cool, that's fair enough. Then I feel less stupid saying that. So she uh, worshipped Baal Shemim, uh, who was a nature god. But obviously, um, that didn't go very well. At the time, ah. because obviously there is the belief that there is the one God, and if you don't believe in that one God, it's blasphemic. And you get burnt. You get your whole yeah bunch of stuff happens. Um, um sorry, no. this is tad unrelated, but not okay. So, because we say God, yeah, and like we consider. Muhammad to be a name of a version of God. Yeah. But then I'm trying really don't want to be insensitive. It's just lack of knowledge. Like, so... like is Muhammad then like the equivalent of God? Yeah. I but then so. people are called Muhammad. Yeah. But no one's called God. No. Because that would be blasphemic. Because it's within the Christian um faith. To... And that's why I don't quite understand because you know Islam's they're not meant to have visual representations of God. Yeah. But they're a fuck ton of the Christian ones. <laughs> yeah. Um but they're allowed to call their child after Muhammad. I generally don't know. I see I don't know, but I But I well, just... it seems like odd. But maybe that's maybe they think it's odd that we don't call anyone God. Yeah. 
yeah. I don't know. Sorry. That was, Isn't it? Uh, the is actually the most popular name in the world. Yeah. Because um, it's... Which I found really funny because Mohammed is the first... Uh, is the most popular first name in the world. And mm. the most popular surname in the world. Do you know what it is? Mohammed. No. <laughs> it's um, Ali. So the... Oh, so Muhammad. Muhammad Ali has... Which I, I again is like... Because that's not his actual name. Yeah. Um, but... Um, can you remember what his actual name is? Because we, we did learn it. I'd be surprised if you did. Uh, Benjamin. Not Benjamin, it was Patius Clay. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he has like the first and second most popular names, but not together. Is Muhammad Ali still alive? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so, but he has um, a... Does he have Parkinson's? Yes, he does. Okay. I think. <laughs> um... <laughs> I feel like my mum was probably screaming because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel we've spoken about it really recently relating yes. to something and I feel she'd be screaming about the fact I don't know if he's alive mm-hmm. or not. Yep. Um, Jezebel basically destroyed uh, any... Uh, so so she, she wanted to make sure that people didn't support uh, or, or worship uh, Yahweh. And um, so in the Bible, it said that she cut off people who did. Now, cut off could either have meant that she fired them <laughs> or killed them. They're not sure. It depends who you ask. Obviously, either did not go down well for the supporters of Yahweh, of Yahweh such as um, Elijah. Oh, this is, that's a bit destructive. Oh, yeah, massively. I mean, very violent. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, which didn't go down well uh, with the prophet um, Elijah, whose name literally translated uh, to... The, the prophet of God, which is quite funny. Cool. I was also wondering if there's an etymology link between allergy and Elijah. Uh, maybe? Because an uh, allergy a song of the dead. I don't a know. song for the dead. I'm going to Google this because okay. we, we leave a lot of loose ends. In yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried to do so much <laughs> thorough like, background as well. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So this prompted a... Uh, oh, it's a sad poem. So I don't think there would be a link then. Anyway, that then prompted... Uh, oh, because it's get... linked to eulogy. Sorry. <laughs> Which is linked to... No, that's again linked to the death, U- isn't it? Eulogy. But eulogy is a, is a thing that you... I don't think they're linked. Damn. Sorry. Um, got a very linguistic head on at the minute. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get a little bit more linguistic in a second. Um, that obviously uh, turned. That obviously made. Uh, Wait, Elijah isn't really... your dog called Jezebel? My cat. Your yeah. cat is. Called... I was wondering because I knew you, you said... had. You, I just knew something called Jezebel. <laughs> you said like to do a sheep. I was like, you didn't mention my cat, and I thought I'm really, really sad. Then I was like, oh, maybe I just get to save it till later. That. But... <laughs> also, my cat's called Jezebel. <laughs> yeah, your dog's Susie. My yeah, dog's, I yeah. yeah, my cat's called Jezebel. Yeah. Is she like, named after? I was quite. Yeah, which is also. I mean, I didn't name her. The um, uh, rescue centre named her, but mm. like, I really like the name for her. I just changed my cat's name from what the rescue centre. That's so cruel. But I wait, mean, it depends. What were they called originally? Betty um, and Titch. Titch. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, oh no, I can't, I don't really want to say like what are bad pet names because I know that people <laughs> listen, listening would have pet names, but like some pet names I'm just like, I can't call you that in in public. Like flop a lop Flop a lop yeah. So I couldn't adopt it. 
a, a dog would blah 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 because you couldn't really shout that in a park, could you? Can you imagine if there was a dog called Fire? What? Why? Like, that would just be very, not very good, would it? Because oh, so if, if, you just if people, people shout <laughs> Fire! Well, there's a, a dog, and then the dog um... comes running. Or maybe it is good because he'll save them. <laughs> there's a dog um, that, well, that lives near where I live, and so they go to the park, obviously, the same park. It's the one that chases the fire engines. No, <laughs> no, the dog. The dog's called Biscuit. Ah. So when they go to the park, the owner shouts Biscuit, and obviously we've trained Susie so that when we say Biscuit, it means she's going to get a treat. So like these other women's at the park shouting Biscuit, and Susie's going completely batshit because she's like, something's going to happen. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the prophet Elijah got very angry, obviously, about the fact that um, his god was being um, shat upon um, by Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and all of this was in the Bible. This was in the Bible, yeah. I mean, not in the, these words I am telling you them. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that I thought the Bible was the word of God. Uh, no. That's what I was taught. In my Catholic school. Well, that's why the Bible is titled, like, the chapters. I mean, I say this and my person is... It's not in the Bible. No. We'll, we'll get that. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. So, Elijah started um, using... So, uh, Baha Sh- uh, Shemem means the Lord of Heaven. Mm-hmm. So, Elijah started calling them Baha Shavul. I've Zav- heard of that Zavul. before. Yeah, which means Lord of the Flies. Ah. Or Lord of Dung, right? But it's, it's in, also um, all gone. Bohemian Rhapsody. Because Scaramouche. Yeah. No, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Beelzebub. So basically, he was calling her god the devil. So Ooh. yeah, problematic. So um, he also cursed Israel. My dad the... called me wow. the devil the other day. That's nice. <laughs> no, but he meant it in the. I was an angel, and then I've fallen from heaven. Like Lucifer. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Lucifer who called me. I was okay. like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, it's good because he was an angel. Oh charming. <laughs> what did you do? What do I not want to know? I didn't do anything. It's just, <laughs> it's just an affectionate term. Lucifer. It's not the old devil. Used to be an angel. Used to be an old devil. <laughs> um, so Elijah then cursed. Um, Israel to have a drought, and then he killed um, 450 priests of... Um, Goodness. Well. And then uh, he lifted the drought. That was nice of him. He lifted the drought afterwards. That. Wait, but did he live there, though? Uh, yeah. But that means he gave himself a drought. Yeah. Why would you do that? Pettiness. Right, this is a very <laughs> weird question. You know, like, if you can only drink your pee once... Yeah. Can you drink other people's pee? What? <laughs> Wait. No. What? No, because... You're saying it as though I have, like, a deep desire to drink pee all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have to drink somebody's pee... No. No, because, you know, like, you can only drink pee once. Because it, then it's gone through you. And then it's got, like, it's extra toxic, so you can't drink it the second time. What? <laughs> so you're saying, if I was to drink pee... <laughs> yeah. 
I could only do it once. Because if yeah. I drink that to pee a second time... It's too toxic. Oh, it's like microwaving meat twice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, if it's someone else's pee, is it still as toxic? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I don't want to know either, though. It <laughs> links, though. That's something I could very happily go my entire <laughs> life without knowing the answer to. It links to a drought, because that's what you do. Well, I mean, the water cycle is just reused pee. Exactly. Okay. So you embody the water cycle because the water cycle is gone. The water cycle is gone. It's like when God is gone, you are God. (laughs) Okay. Oh. Um, Yeah, okay. When um, Jezebel learned about these killings, (laughs) um, she... I'm thinking about your dog. (laughs) Why? Like when she found out about the killings. (laughs) My cat... Your cat. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, okay, so when Jezebel, not the cat, found out about the killing, she vowed to have Elijah killed, so he had to flee, basically. So when he flees, he meets Yahweh on the road, and then basically, like, God tells him, Can you stop laughing about the idea of my cat sentencing someone to death? No, because you're about fleas now. <laughs> no, is it like the act to. She to flees, her? but she has fleas. No, she doesn't have fleas. She doesn't have fleas. I know. So Elijah meets God on a road, and God basically tells him that, like, you, you did like, that. Like, what are you doing here, mate? Basically, like, no. <laughs> um, and so Elijah is replaced with Elisha. And then he sees the Samaritan. Not quite, no. This is, that's it. We don't hear of Elijah again. Uh, oh, I don't think we hear of Elijah again. No, we don't hear of Elijah again. He's gone. Okay. So, yeah, that happens. Okay. Then, um... Other story. So Ahab um, liked the love of a vineyard that was um, like in his land, I think, but it wasn't his because it belonged <laughs> to um, Naboth of uh, Jezreel. But Ahab really, really <laughs> wanted it. What? Did you say Israel then? No, Jezreel. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you think I just said it weird? <laughs> Trying to end it. No. Um, <laughs> but Ahab really, really wanted it. So Jezebel falsely accused um, Naboth off something it didn't say what and had him stoned to death wow yeah um so she was basically the hitler of her time not quite she didn't order like a mass genocide of an entire race 450 of priests that wasn't her that was elijah oh he's the hitler of his time uh on a small scale yeah i mean not i mean if there was only a thousand people alive yeah but there wasn't only a thousand people alive how do you know because this is only in Israel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Oh, also that happened. Um, bleh, kind of actually. Elijah prophesied that Ahab and all of his successors would be killed, and he also prophesied that Jezebel would be eaten by dogs. Spoiler. So. Poor cat. I hope not. <laughs> so, unfortunately for Jezebel, though, Elisha, who was Elijah's. Uh, the one who got his job was worse than Elijah. Interesting. Yeah. So one story is that, um, so Elisha was walking down the road and 42 children were having a bit of a joke about the fact that Elisha was bald. So what did Elisha do? He uh, summoned bears to tell, to tear the children apart. So he sounds like a, you know, bang up dude. Whoa. Yeah. He was more extreme than uh, Elijah. He also wanted to end the worship of um, Baal. So 
he appointed um i, I really think i apologize for saying all these names wrong he appointed um jehu i think it said who was a military leader to be the ruler of israel Mm. So this started a civil war at the time between Jehu and Jehoram, who was Jezebel's son. So Ahab had died, Jezebel's son had now taken Mm -hmm. over the throne, and now a civil war was carrying out between uh, this person that Elisha had appointed, (coughs) had Mm. appointed to be the new leader, and the one who actually was the leader. Jehoram won by literally stabbing um, Jehu in the back. Ram was now the new leader of Israel. And then in the process of all this, called... um, Jezebel, a harlot. Oh. Yeah, so a lot of stuff there. I mean, that doesn't seem as bad as killing people, just calling someone a harlot. No, no, he he, he killed the king. Who's responsible for killing the king? Regicide. Yeah, treason as well. Regicide. And regicide, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, uh, obviously because Jezebel's son had now been killed mm-hmm. she was no longer the queen and her god was now basically anybody who believed it was going to be killed it meant that she was going to be killed as well so what did she do she dressed up all nice uh, <laughs> she uh, got some real fancy clothes on did her face look real nice and then she went to greet the army of the people who would killed her son you know well yeah and was like really passively aggressive mocking to them. I don't quite know how because I didn't actually read these passages, but uh, it just mm-hmm. said she mocked them and mm-hmm. she got really dressed up. So to me, that reads is very passive aggressive. Um, so <laughs> because of this, uh, she's basically just thrown out of a window. They weren't in a window. Well, they were in a they were in a place. I was imagining they were in a desert because they were going to battle. Um, no, no, the battle's over. Battle's over. Oh, Jay, uh, so where Jay's are won. the soldiers then? Um, in uh, a palace, I guess. Oh, and she just goes. And she's thrown out the window. Yeah, so she's thrown out the window. Boof, and then she's eaten by dogs. And then, uh, apparently, it's quite significant. She shut out by the dogs. Right. Yeah. So um, that's that. Uh, and then Jehu... she grows into herself again. Oh, interesting. Um, Jehu continues to rule kills people left right and centre including anybody he can trace of Ahab's family and he cuts ties with other countries so not a fantastic reign that was Jezebel what was interesting though is I did get some uh, kind of notes on Jezebel as a character because obviously the idea of a Jezebel Mm -hmm. is really closely related to sex and yet there is nowhere in her story in the bible that relates at all to sex other than one passing remark of Alicia towards her that she's a harlot but she's not so there's no um. sex so it's, it's mainly it's just all created like the whole thing is like basically a rumour because she's a woman who was powerful oh. essentially and again there was like there was no seduction involved at all um, but and yet we have obviously it, it's become synonymous with uh, people who are wicked and cruel and greedy and vain um, as through like the Hamid's Tale uh, where they have the Jezebels and even like later so this year there's um, been a film released in March that was called Jezebel uh, which was a film about um, a black sex worker and the film was it, it's Whoa. been released and it's um, from from what I've seen it looks very good to criticise the idea of the sex worker stereotype especially surrounding mm. like race but what's interesting is that the the Jezebel figure was kind of created mainly in the Victorian period to oppose mm. white Victorian women. Oh, wow. 
So the black uh, promiscuous woman, obviously, mm-hmm. as, as a white culture, we didn't understand it. So we completely kind of gave it a title and really like pushed it out so uh, when we went uh, and we saw that obviously they didn't wear uh, the you know the collars that we did and the, the skirts mm-hmm. as long as we did so uh, we saw that as a sign that they were sexually promiscuous the natural conclusion yeah and when uh, so in some cultures in Africa like um, polygamy is a thing mm. we saw that again as like lustfulness <laughs> Which we have like all the this resentment and, yep. like, and tribal dancers were just seen as basically of. yeah it's, it's ridiculous tribal dancers were seen as orgies it's absolutely ridiculous and so this um, also gave rise to uh, sexual assaults um, committed by mm. white men towards black women because obviously we'd fabricated this idea that it was okay which bleh. so mm. yeah. And that was um, Jezebel, this big. So I really enjoyed kind of looking into it because it's because mm-hmm. I didn't really know much mm-hmm. about it other than kind of the stereotype that existed and yeah. the idea that that wasn't true. But I didn't realise how not true it was. Yeah. Yeah. So but it was really, really interesting to do. I oh, that's it. interesting. Thank you very much. Cool. Should we go for an ad break? Yes, we should. I shall see you in a second. Yes. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Rhonda. And we're two wine-loving, psych-nerd, long-distance friends who host the podcast Wine Mind, where each episode we break down a psychology topic while getting buzzed on a bottle of wine. And sometimes we make up words. Have you ever poured back a few glasses of wine and found yourself wondering, why is wine so awesome? Why is it so hard to make friends in adulthood? What's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? If so, then Wine Mind is the podcast for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And check out our website at winemindpodcast.com. You can also find us on the social medias as at winemindpodcast. So uncork a bottle and join us. Cheers! Welcome back. Welcome back, yes. And who's yours for this week? My person this week is Elizabeth Schultzler Fiorenza. Ooh. She is a feminist biblical scholar and a theologian. Okay. I don't know any what that really means, so So basically she is part of a feminist movement that is trying to read the Bible with a feminist intent. Ooh. So that like women have, I couldn't find any examples. Okay, but that women have like more agency in it. And I feel like you doing that, you just set yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I I think a lot of the Bible is like interpretation. Yes, massively. And she like created models and methods and stuff for doing that, mm-hmm. which create like a reconstruction of like early Christianity, where women are like the center it's it's nice like i do like the idea that you're doing that in order to kind of oppose so like for a long time things have been said you know badly against women and then Mm -hmm. their excuse was just well the bible says this if you know what i mean so it's quite nice that you're able to go actually it doesn't it could be interpreted that it says this instead which means that everything you've been doing is, Mm -hmm. is still bad but at the same time i don't know does it kind of i don't know just 
the way that women are treated in the Bible is not fantastic. And so I feel yeah. that would it then further excuse behaviours? Does it make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I wish I found uh, some examples. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, so she created, like, one of the foundational maxims of the feminist movement, mm-hmm. which is um, the personal is political. Ooh! Yeah, mm-hmm. carry on. Which, uh, oh, yeah, and says it's a significant, it's like an important way to view her life as well. Yeah, yeah. So she was born in Romania mm-hmm. in 1938. Oh, very recently. Yeah, she's still alive. Whoa! Yeah. Yay! I would get really excited when that um, And then fleeing to what would become West Germany mm-hmm. with a family during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And as a young German woman, she like desired to become a professional theologian mm-hmm. in the Roman Catholic Church. Heavy stuff. Yeah. And which I found strange because... Like, I know a theologian is different from a priest. Yes. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) No, I just find it difficult to... To see the line? No, like, to to understand... I mean, she's fighting against it in that she wants women to be more present Mm -hmm. in Catholicism and uh, Christianity and stuff. But... She's not. I I'm not quite sure. Do you know what I mean? Uh, not really. Oh. So like you you understand like she's she's trying to encourage uh encourage more of a discourse surrounding women within the Roman Catholic Church, and yet she isn't technically part of it. She's still just. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, but not that she's not part of it. It's just that like it's still very she... separate can't be part of it still oh i see in the the fact that she must have very strong faith Mm -hmm. to you know continue and then just continue like being a catholic yeah and then dedicating her whole life to the study of the bible yeah i'm not sure i didn't i don't (laughs) yeah i kind of understand so her she her first thesis from when she went to the University of Würzburg mm-hmm. in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, or when she went there, she was the first person to enrol in the theological, Whoa. the first woman, sorry, oh, right. to enrol still in the theological course, mm-hmm. which was a required course for priests mm-hmm. at the time. And then, so... I didn't realise there was a course you had to take to be a priest. I'm guessing so. Is that really narrow-minded of me? What do you think? You just say, I'm a priest, sign the document. No, I, don't, I think it's like, simple. Just like, you I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just sign up online. I think, I, I didn't realise there'd be a process, but I didn't realise there'd be like an academic, um, like, uh, process. Carry on. And like, because of this, her, a lot of her work was trying to redefine the Catholic Church where women would be included. Mm-hmm to like to, as to be able to like exercise their gifts and powers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and this thesis was then published in a book 
1964, which is called The Forgotten Partner. Mm-hmm. Foundations, facts and possibilities of the professional ministry of women in the church. Mm. And she... Oh, right, she specialised, because she, she continued education, like, acad- acad- academics. Academia. Yeah, that yeah. one. And she, uh, she did... She was interested in, like, the apocalypse as well, in the study of, like, early Christianity. Okay. Which doesn't say much else about this, Okay, but... just another area of interest. Yeah. Okay. So she's, like, published a lot of very significant books and articles and co-edited projects and she's done lots of conferences and workshops like all around the world Mm -hmm. and she is a big contribution to like feminist redefinitions of theology Mm -hmm. and biblical study there's not a massive thing to like go around the world with that kind of stuff you know i mean still Mm-hmm. you know being a woman in the catholic as a catholic representative yeah. is still like a huge thing mm. yeah yeah because <laughs> there's no like significant roles in catholicism for women no i mean when was the is this before or after the vatican ii it was <laughs> the i think that's in uh catholicism the vatican ii where the roles um were changed Slightly within the church. No, I've never heard of this. I think it's true. Yeah, so uh, Pope uh, John the Thirteenth did the creation of the Second Vatican Council in nineteen fifty nine. So this is after nineteen fifty nine, isn't it? So there were certain things within uh, the Catholic Church which obviously were just. We, we, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, that um, the Pope wanted to kind of overturn. So such as like, I, feel, I really feel really. I'm, I mean, Doctor Wilson goes. No, no, like, no, no. Uh, I'm, all, I'm getting most of this information from. I watched a film called The Novitiate, um, which Ooh. had this information. Um, so such as uh, was it when a, a priest was giving um, uh, a sermon? Um, mm-hmm. He people he wasn't allowed to look at um, women. He had oh. to do it with his back turned. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of the things the Vatican II did was that he was... He could not hurt the women. I think. Oh, okay. That's... I, there's a lot more there, but I feel like I don't know enough about the, the subject in order yeah. to comp- completely say. But there was a lot of things that were overturned in order to make it basically more inclusive. I mean, mm. it's not... It's it's not, like, equal rights. It's not kind of that plan of place, yeah. but it was something to just alter it slightly so that it was better mm. but it, it received a lot of backlash even from women as well who were like no because that completely changes god's rule but yeah obviously yeah so yeah i know carry on yeah <laughs> so she moved from germany to the u.s mm-hmm. with her career and um, she also had put, held positions in the university of notre dame which Ooh. I'm not sure if it, it's, it means it's in Indiana or just in Indiana Ooh. or the University of Indiana. I'm not quite oh, sure because okay. it's, yeah. it's the way I got it from was not greatly written. Mm. And also the Episcopal Divinity School at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And she is Krista Stendhal professor of divinity at the harvard divinity school 
Which is, she still works at Harvard. Still? Yeah, because I got some of this information from Harvard's website on her. (laughs) What? Yeah, she's 81. Oh my gosh. And she's still working. Yes, girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. She also wrote a collection of essays Mm -hmm. called Discipleship of Equals. Which is a cr- a critical feminist ecclesiology of liberation. Mm. I'm not quite sure what ecclesiology means. I mean, me either, but it sounds fancy. Yeah, <laughs> it was key, like I think it was a key text in like feminist theology. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, like in the book, it, it talks about her like struggle against like the patriarchal structures uh-huh. of the church and academy as well because obviously both yeah well i mean the church and oh oh i think because the church and the academy have kind of been linked been linked haven't they yeah i, I feel mean, like they're not so much anymore though. no but i'm getting my impression because of the you know, the the library book that you lent me. Yeah. It's just a book about libraries. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> but in that, they said, like, the the library... Oh, for religious it, texts. Yeah, it was always just in uh, churches. And oh, then it okay. was just in libraries because they then just became so closely linked because this was where information... So oh, people okay. who knew stuff were religious people. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Then she, also, she wrote another book... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is what academics do. <laughs> called, uh, called In Memory of Her, which was a feminist reconstruction of Christian origins. Ooh. Which was then, like, translated into a lot of different languages. Mm. And it it brought her, like, international attention for, like, the framework of how she talked about biblical interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't, like, I was trying to find a lot, but there's not that much to go on for her life, which is why there isn't Uh, a lot. Yeah, it's mainly focused around her works. Yeah. Yeah. Which may be problematic, I'm not sure. But then, it's better than, like, just her appearance. Yeah. Yeah. you win some, you lose some. (laughs) She provided, she made the first comprehensive articulation of a feminist critical model of historical theological interpretations right say that again what (laughs) so i think she was the first person to talk about or to create a feminist model of like looking at the history of bible and like religious Mm -hmm. studies is he really sad to me that's the first one's ever been done like isn't it i don't know that Mm -hmm. nobody knew four had gone women in the bible yeah (laughs) yeah in it, like talked in it, it talked about it questions why women had been presented in the way that they have in the Bible, mm-hmm. and that it's very androcentric and massively. Well, it's written by men. Yeah. So, because when I was trying to find someone, I was looking to see if there was any women related in writing the Bible or preserving, mm-hmm. and. No. <laughs> no, I know, because I remember when I was, I took a philosophy class at school and we were doing about the whole idea of women becoming priests. Mm. I cannot, I think it was, 
I cannot tell you within which denomination of uh, Christianity it was, but basically, mm. obviously, that received a lot of uh, backlash when that was not priest vicar. The vicar of Dibley. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was about that, and I don't know. There was, but there's obviously there's more to the Bible than just what uh, the the common Bible that people have. It's longer. There's more to mm. it, but the one that's uh, usually read from is 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 like a small part of it and they omit loads and loads and loads of stuff from the original bible that is about women and is and and yet because i assume because during the you know in in comment in quotes editing process yeah they just omit it because they don't see it as important or because they don't Mm -hmm. want it there i mean just think about all the times women have been edited out of history. Yeah. Just... Because... Yeah. I think I retweeted something that someone wrote. Mm-hmm. That the first time she was learning about... Um, I'm not sure it was some kind of women. Or, like, in detail yeah. of, like, women in history in, like, specific yeah. times was, like... I think it was, like, a master's course. What? And that was, like the first time and she was there's a whole rant about which is very you know yeah, yeah. relevant and it's like the the fact that you have to be privileged enough to get this higher education yes. and you know smart enough in quotes um just to learn about yourself being represented yeah that's ridiculous and it's it's, it's awful because it, it it reinforces the idea <clears throat> so that um because you know we have this idea especially and hopefully it's improving you can kind of see it improving yeah but like the the norm mm-hmm. is um a white straight cisgendered man yeah um and that anybody who is not that mm-hmm. um if they do something it has to be extraordinary or it yeah. has to break down boundaries it, it, that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's just, it's just, it's so angry that you have to, yeah, that yourself is not being represented in mm-hmm. in history or in daily life. It's just, it's, it's sad. No, oh, but that's why we made the podcast. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just fascinating. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if we've stated this before, but we are not historians. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, even... So, like, uh, we're both lit students, and even in yeah. that, I'm not, like, a specialist. <laughs> no. So. So, yeah, her, like, way of looking back at early Christianity um, helped, like, with the reconstruction of, like, seeing women differently mm-hmm. and, like, tracing the women's agency from history mm-hmm. and stuff like that um and then the the year after that she published a collect another collection of essays uh-huh. so many called bread not stone bread which not stone. the challenge of feminist interpretation where does the title come from not quite sure okay fair enough i didn't know whether it was like a specific story in the bible that related to bread and stone and all i can think about is bread in terms of the body and stone is feeding at the five thousand yeah oh because like stoning is a very like in i've only heard it in the bible relating to women like women who get stoned 
Oh, maybe. Or like they say, let he without sin cast the first stone. Throw the first stone, cast the first stone, whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, as a teacher, she involved her students a lot um, in like the workshops and also the like theological interpretive process. Mm-hmm. And she she taught like the necessity of what she called this is quotes liberative vision and imagination. Oh, I like that. Which, so, in order to, like, retell Bible mm. stories in a variety of media and of different settings that, you know, show, like, women's struggle and agency mm. and suffering. And the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and the dreams. Yes. And she, um, she did one, she, like, incorporated this, like, creativity that she enforced mm-hmm. in, well, like, her, 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 her writings no pop wait influenced on the students that she okay yeah yeah her yeah. teachings yeah um in a book that was called but she said feminist practices of biblical interpretation where she would open each chapter with a poem capturing an aspect of women's experience or vision oh. um and as it shapes the interpretive process of the chapter Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. And um, the most of the chapters also ended with a retelling or a recontextualising of the story that was written by her students. Or oh my under, gosh. under consideration of what her students had said as they'd, like, explored the gospel stories of women. That's amazing. That's... Oh, that's, mm-hmm. like, directly seeing the... the yeah. The impact... Yeah, I really, oh, I really like this. I was excited to see that. <laughs> she was involved in a lot of women's organisations. Mm-hmm. She co-founded and was co-edited at the Journal of Feminist Studies and Religion and also a forum for feminist interreligious studies. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The, yeah, so I found this in the... I think it was feminist theology. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a section called Concilium. Okay. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, which, it's, it's just the title of it. Okay. And, like, this section is about, I think it's about Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, the whole project is for reinterpreting the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a lot, a big collaborative effort. Yeah, it's like a big project that's like a global project. Sorry, that can just be cut out. (laughs) Uh, Called uh, The Bible and Women. Mm -hmm. And so it there's like lots of... I think they're all females who are involved in it. But it sort of like talks about like putting like the women back in to like the early stuff or reconsidering it with women in mind Mm -hmm. specifically and it's very interesting the website is bibleandwomen.org brilliant if you know (laughs) anyone is interested she was the first uh, female scholar Mm -hmm. to be elected as the president of the society of biblical literature i didn't realize it was a society but 
Cool. Yeah. And she uh, forged the path for women to come. That's what she said, I think. Wow, that's um, like that's one of the like first. Um, I mean, I don't really know much about women's roles in the church in history, mm-hmm. but that must be some kind of like kickstarting kind of to yeah. open it up more to women, if you know what I mean. Because I feel like uh, a lot of the reason why people will be a bit iffy about religion is because they feel alienated from it, mm-hmm. and yet that just opens up basically like women who have felt well, I'm not represented in there yeah will then go oh no it is you know it's my it's for me as well mm-hmm. um and she she was considered like as a model and mentor for women to come in like opening up new paths and feminine feminist biblical studies Aww. she and she said the, the, the theological task would not be complete until all women were free, free from all patriarchal oppression. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she viewed her, like, approach to this as more radically inclusive mm. um, than Marxism. Whoa. Um, on, like, questions of gender, sexual orientation, yeah. race, and as more, like, positively... Um, oh, like towards like the roles of religion and ideology yeah, yeah. with that. Some of her work is criticised to be too like jargon heavy. Um, um, okay. And so it's only accessible to like yeah. academics and or theologians, which is. Is problematic, but not at the same time. I feel like if, if it's it depends. Yeah, if it's, if it's if it's done if it's been done that way because there's literally no other way to write it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. there are subjects to talk about which you just can't explain in layman's terms. Yeah. But if it's if it's been done simply because it's like to exclude, that mm-hmm. kind of defeats the object of what it is for. Yeah. So I feel like it would be the first. But, yeah. Yeah. Because I think she's just um, created this, like, niche. Yes. Um, of which then women or anyone can just take further. Mm-hmm. And then eventually make, like, accessible to a lot yes. of people. yeah. But, like, in the starting. I feel like she's at the starting point of this, it. yeah. Because it's like scientific theories. Mm-hmm. That there's like loads of steps in them. Yeah. Like testing them out and then getting other people in and then mm-hmm. stuff like that. So this is, yeah, like the early stages of trying to create something that will influence like yes. widespread of this ideology. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so she and her husband um, have a profession, both have a professorship mm-hmm. at Harvard Divinity School because uh, he's also a theologian mm. and they had a daughter called Christina called Christina yeah oh. and that is Elizabeth Schultz the Fiorenza <laughs> oh wicked I like that one mm-hmm. oh, good. and I, I liked what you did with the, the theme as well yeah 
because I was a bit unsure because obviously you couldn't tell me without giving away too much mm-hmm. what you meant when you said so I haven't done someone in the vibe and I was like oh, okay fair enough but mm-hmm. I, I like I liked that that was very good yeah it's about reinterpreting yes <laughs> yes thank you for listening yes thank you we for listening hope you enjoyed yes do you have a, a female recommendation female recommendation uh, you said you had one this week. Oh yes, um, there's the Norwegian show Scam, which translates to shame, I think. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I for some reason didn't think it had a translation. I just thought it was scam. Oh no. <laughs> um, which I mean, I feel like it's quite famous. Yeah. I mean, at least within like circles I am within. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can say that about anything. Yeah, it's in your like social bubble. True, um, but yeah, I mean, it's got so many spin-offs as well, hasn't it, of different countries? Yeah. Um, but the first one, she did a lot of research. She went into like middle schools mm-hmm. um, and talked to uh, people. I think she spoke to women mainly. Oh wow! And talked like, what are your issues? Yeah. Um, and then, because there's like a lot of stuff about mental health. Mm-hmm. There's about like lgbt and just like there's this stuff about like image yes as well. yeah and, and race as well there's like yeah but, yeah that. and it's just i feel it's a very good show mm-hmm. um so yeah that's my recommendation i like it it's very good mm-hmm. yes we're done for this i think so um thank you very much and we shall see you again soon yeah bye bye